Welcome to Shopcast, a weekly podcast where we answer questions about some of the most important values of the growing prayer movement in Canada. My name is Emily, and joining me today, as always, is Brian Creary, Director of Sanctuary House of Prayer in Winnipeg, and also my dad. Hello, Emily. Hi. Nice to see you. Wow, what's going on there? (laughs) You seem really relaxed today. Yeah, I made myself a cocktail minus the alcohol. No alcohol. It looks uh, delicious. I hate fruit juice. (laughs) I can't eat that. You're missing out. So it's kind of spring-like now. We're, as we record this, things are warming up. The snow is melting fast. Restrictions are changing. You're just feeling kind it of festive. It was plus 15 the other day. Hard to believe. now it's minus five. <laughs> but it's, we're going in the right direction. Yes. Good. And we're almost done our season, actually. We're closing in on the end. Uh, and we got a good topic today. This one's going to be, I think, really interesting for a lot of people. Uh, and I'm actually thinking quite a bit about your age group for this one. I feel like as we, you and I have just talked about lots of things uh, related to this, I feel like this is one of those ones that'll matter more probably to to millennials and folks that are even maybe even a bit younger than that. So uh, let's let's just just jump right into that. Today we're going to talk about uh, thinking right thoughts. The idea is that in this time of isolation and pandemic and wherever we're going, I guess we're going to get out of it sooner than later. Uh, it's a good time to cultivate the ability to think right thoughts about everything and not just about Jesus, because we talk about that all the time, right? The knowledge of God and how we want to grow in the knowledge of God, think right thoughts about him. But I'm thinking today about right thoughts about life, about about you, about your the way you see yourself, about the way you see other people, about your future. Thinking right thoughts about those kinds of things really matters. Now, Part of the reason why I'm, I want to do this is because I hear you say all the time that in your generation, in the, the folks, not just your immediate crowd of people, but I think just broader, like in the social media world and the people that are in your, in your age, there's a real battle on for how you think about things. And you feel, not just you, but again, all your peers feel pressure. Am I right? To, to think a certain way. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Like how? Describe that. You mean like worldly mm. stuff, right? Okay, well. I mean, uh, it could be pressure from me to make you think, you know, right thoughts about Jesus. No. <laughs> We're not talking about that, but just the culture the, and the, the amount of pressure to think a certain way. Well, as a girl, I think guys deal with this too, but a lot for the girls just like to look a certain way in your body to be a certain size and shape and like clear skin and good teeth and a good side profile, which we were just talking about earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You got to tell that story. One time you made a comment. Oh yeah. I saw a TikTok of this guy walking and he had a really good side profile. And I said, I commented and I said, I'm extremely upset about how good your side profile is. And I got like 5,000 likes on my comment, which isn't that much, but uh, it's still 5,000 people. Yeah. And then I saw another post on Instagram where this girl was like, I just realized that everybody has to stare at my side profile profile at my wedding, so I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to her own yeah. wedding? Okay, so what are we talking about here? We're talking about self-image, right? Yeah. We're talking about how people perceive themselves. And, and it, it goes a lot further than that, right? It's not just body image, although that's a part of it. But you're, you're getting into right thoughts about what is morally right or wrong about what are the values that you should be engaging in. 
a lot of protest these days, a lot of people reaching out and trying to uh, stand for things that they believe are right, a whole lot of that, and then and expecting uh, particularly your age group to participate. And so if you're not in favor of certain streams or certain justice movements that are currently popping up, then you're stupid. Right. And there's a whole a whole lot of pressure <laughs> if you don't believe in those kinds of things. Uh-huh. And then I would say that the big difference that you guys faced that, that my generation didn't have was the awareness of what you're standing for because of social media. Because you're present, you're online, and people can see what you're thinking if you're present there. And then they can really gang up on you if you're not towing the line, right? If you're departing from that, you can be really exposed. My day, we didn't have any of that stuff. So we we could independently go along and come up with your own thoughts until you were old enough to, you know, to be past some of this stuff. So you guys are under a lot of pressure. And some of it is social, for sure. Some of it's cultural. I mean, you know, if you go back to your your grandmother's age, to the time when she was your age, okay, so she's in her 70s now. So if you go back, back, back into the 50s, the presence of social change, like we're just, like we're living in now, protest, all the protest, the challenging the government and the authority, almost non-existent. It just it wasn't even there. 1960s, it really kicks in. And then it's kind of been present ever since. And now it's just a common thing to open up the news in the morning and see that there's a riot in Portland, Oregon, and they overturn some police cars and they're demanding that they, you know, fire all the police or Black Lives Matter is doing something or somebody else is doing something. And it's just an endless list of people demanding their social rights. And you're, you're in the middle of all that because you have to have an opinion. There's pressure here that, yeah, we just didn't have. Uh, even 20, 30, 40 years ago, um, much less 200 or 300 or 500 years ago, things have really dramatically changed. And you guys are under a lot of pressure to come up with some conclusions early about what you think and to get in, in line with that. And then when you get into personal things, like how that affects the way you feel about yourself, whether or not you feel like you're have value or whether or not you feel like you can stand up against the wave of pressure when everyone else is doing it and you don't really believe it, or whether or not you actually believe that you ha- you're, you have beauty within yourself or whether you've bought into the narrative that beauty looks only a certain way. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Instagram, but what little I've seen, I just see piles and piles of people having their pictures taken in poses to emphasize their physical beauty. And if you all, that's all you saw day in and day out, you'd start to believe that that's what beauty is. And if you didn't look like that, what's it like? I mean, the pressure must be on you all the time. And, and, that, and that's true, right? And even in your own social groups and the people that you know online, is everybody wrestling with that? Mm-hmm. I have friends that have had to shut down their Instagram account because it was affecting their mental health so bad. Really? Mm-hmm. And is this based on the fact that they they just felt so much pressure to to um, to conform or, or the, the system of beliefs was so strong on them? Yeah, some of that and just also that it was like an addiction to just be on Instagram. You just find yourself opening it, even just mindlessly scrolling for no reason. Mm. But yeah, a lot of it just going on there and seeing people that uh, you don't look like that you might wish you looked like person after person on your Mm. feed. Mm. And it just messes with your mental health. And so a lot of my friends... Um, they either don't even follow people like that or they just completely 
cut themselves off of social media. They just couldn't couldn't take it. Just uh-huh. too much. It's bad for them. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like eating junk food. Junk food for your your identity. <laughs> Not a good thing. <laughs> well, let me maybe make a comment from the Bible on it because I think this is the direction we want to go. So there's this passage that kind of lands right in the middle of that. Uh, Paul is writing in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and he's talking about his own ministry, and he's talking about some things, uh, the way that they do things, and he and he he gives us this uh, description, which I find to be directly connected to this issue, if we want to take a hold of it. It says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, and we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, you could apply that a couple of different ways, but the the one the part I want to grab a hold of that I think is really relevant for what you're talking about is this part about taking every thought captive, demolishing arguments and every pretension, you know, the, the arrogance of a, a position that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. God says this is true, but they come up with a new argument and they say, oh, yeah, well, we don't care what God says because this is what the culture says is true. It's a pretension that sets itself up. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. The, the battle is almost entirely in your mind, is it not? I mean, that's really where the wrestle is. Mm-hmm. Like if, you, if, if, you're, if your issue is beauty, you stand in front of your mirror, you and everyone, and you look at yourself in the mirror and you say to yourself something concerning what you see. And, you know, when I get to my age, it's completely different. I look at myself in the mirror and think, I didn't even think I looked this good, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but when you're your age and all the pressures are on and everyone's, you know, concerned about finding a life partner and, you know, and all those dynamics are, are present and there's a lot of pressure, you're standing there and you're looking at yourself and you're going... Uh, I have to make a decision about what I think I look like. Uh, the the Instagram pages tell me I'm I should look this way and I don't. Oh, maybe I'm not beautiful. Now here's what happens: the culture is feeding you in one ear and telling you something about how you think, and then there is the presence of actual evil spirits, actual demons, which we don't talk about too much on this on this podcast, but they're real and real demons, real evil spirits will come around with the primary goal of messing you up so that you won't be able to agree with what the knowledge of God is concerning you. You won't be able to come into obedience with Christ and will literally lie to you with power and with energy on it so that you will believe something that's not true. So so you stare at yourself in the mirror and you look and go, I wish I looked like, who's somebody that everybody pays attention to? Everyone really likes, Selena Gomez is really beautiful considered beautiful yeah okay so let's use selena gomez i think i know who that is so so we she's like hispanic right so we look in the mirror and we say selena gomez is beautiful because she's got an exotic look Mm -hmm. because she's a certain size and shape because her face looks a certain way her hair is a certain way i look at myself in the mirror i got none of those things I mean, partly because, you you know, if you're not Hispanic, you don't, you're not going to have them to begin with. You know, you just don't have all of the same genetics even yeah. to start with. But you immediately, you, the culture tells you you're ugly. Mm-hmm. And that's why nobody likes you. Or that's why you don't have a boyfriend. Or that's why the girls all look at you weird when they you pass them in the mall or et cetera, et cetera. The demon 
that's hanging around you designed to mess you up and to mess with your your thinking and your in your internal strength the the strength of your life in your heart comes with power and and actual demonic power so you can feel this too this isn't just words but you can actually feel this you're ugly selena gomez is the picture <laughs> of beauty and you're not and you're never going to be beautiful because you haven't got that color skin and you haven't got that, the, the shape of your face doesn't match up and you don't have a record deal either. And so you're doomed mm-hmm. and no one will ever love you and they'll pretend. But every time they talk to you, you'll see it'll be reinforced that you're not beautiful. You, your generation's fighting that mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. But the Lord doesn't want any of that because he says, well, I, actually, you can think right thoughts. I'll tell you exactly what's true. And it's not coming from Selena Gomez and it's not coming from Instagram. And it's certainly not coming from some demon that just crawled out of hell that's there to lie to you and tell you what is not true concerning yourself. And so this passage says you can actually take these things captive. You can you can make the thoughts obedient to Christ. It's kind of a language that says take a hold of your thought life because um, what is not true should not be tolerated don't buy into it. Don't give energy to it. Now, we were talking earlier and you said that you've had times in your life when you've experienced things and you felt the power of uh, of an interaction or I can't remember the story, but you, it's like this was more than just the words. You could feel the power on it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to describe that a little bit? That just the, the feeling? It wasn't anything to do with my appearance or anything, right. but just I had had a conversation with someone and I remember feeling hurt at the end and like they didn't know that they hurt me or whatever, but it was just like a frustrating feeling. And I felt like as I was walking away from the conversation, like I actually felt like this heaviness settle on me Mm. and I was messed up for like the rest of the week. Right. And I didn't know where it was coming from. And I was just like very blah the Mm. rest of the week. And I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? You and you're know? not even putting it together because, no. the, because the issue of the original hurt is long gone. Yeah. So you don't care about that. Yeah. You just can't get the heaviness off you. Yeah. 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 Like it wasn't like I was dwelling on what they said for the rest of the week. It was just like I felt it actually like land on me and then I couldn't shake it for the rest of the week. And then I had another time where that same feeling came again, but I remembered it from before. And as I felt it come on me, I like internally was like, no. And then right. it was gone. Right. Okay. So now, you know, in fairness, you're fairly sensitive to the spirit, maybe more than others. And you have a little bit more understanding. So you, you might be experiencing things that not everybody is. But I'll bet you most people know what you're talking about when they say, yeah, this 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 emotion, this negative emotion came on me and I couldn't get out from underneath it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even sure what was going on because the issues that I was maybe triggered it initially were gone. I had reconciled them in my mind, but I couldn't shake it. Mm-hmm. I bet you almost everybody's had that. Mm-hmm. What we're dealing with here is, of course, there's some natural things. And of course, there's some some narratives that are coming from the outside that are human that we're letting in through the, the door, as it were. We're not taking them captive. And then we're dealing with demonic energy. That's mm-hmm. really what's going on. And the energy that's coming in the spirit that you can't see is really hard to resist. We often talk about this when we pray for people around some issues like this. We always say, you know, you're, it's going to be so much easier for you to walk out your journey if you can stop the demonic swirl that's around you that is 
creating the extra fight. It's so much harder to do the things you want to do when you're dealing with an unseen enemy and you can't even you can't resist it. Well, it's harder even when people are unknowingly agreeing with it at the same time. Right. It's like you feel that and then that little voice is like, yeah, you are blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And then you feel like it's just your conscience, right? Mm-hmm. But then you're like, yeah, I am this, right. I am that. And so then you're just agreeing with it or you're not taking it captive, captive. in the moment where exactly. you feel that sadness or you feel that whatever and you just like let it rest on you instead of being like, what the heck, why am I feeling like this? Right. Exactly. So for some reason, the second of the two experiences you had, you knew enough internally to go, no, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. And by by resisting and by saying, I am not letting this into my soul right now. I'm not going to let this in with the emotions and let it swirl around and let it, you know, make itself at home for the next week. And I'm going to have to deal with it. I'm dealing with this on the front end. I feel the presence of this right now. No. Mm-hmm. And you could have said no in Jesus name, come out. You know, and done the you know the full Bible experience, but you your resistance to it was sufficient to stop it, right? And that was the end of it. You mm-hmm. didn't you didn't live under the weight of this thing for the next number mm-hmm. of days. It's been a lot harder in this past year, mm-hmm. and I can assume for lots of other people as well. Yeah, just because there's more, um, feels like there's more reason for you feeling certain ways. Totally. It's justified. Mm -hmm. So then when you think, okay, well, the reason I'm depressed is because we're in a pandemic and I don't see my friends and Mm -hmm. I was going to school and now I can't go. But you felt like that before and now it's just increased. (laughs) Yes, but it's at that point where you still need to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not buying everything that comes into my head just because it's here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make peace with depression. Mm -hmm. To to coin a phrase, you know, that you you and I were talking earlier, it's like, it's not cool to be depressed. The the culture might say that and might even give that impression, but it's actually not cool to be depressed. There's a better way. The the better way is to, 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 I'm going to go back to the passage here. It says we demolish arguments, demolish them. Like we stand up against them and say no and smash them and break them. And every pretension, every, every mocking argument that sets itself up against what God says is true about himself and about you and about what's going on. And then we take captive those thoughts to get into our head. We say, no, you're not allowed to do that. Stop. That reminds me of like, what was it called at IHOP when they had that whole student awakening thing, right? Where like all those girls were going through like self-hatred and stuff and getting delivered from that and actually like breaking their mirrors and whatever. Yeah. But like they taught us that that was like one of the first things that as a core group we learned. So like us girls living together, our core leader would like acknowledged as self-hatred really towards the beginning and told us to just like look at ourselves in the mirror and like state over ourselves. Like I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Like anytime we even looked at ourselves in the mirror. Totally. That's exactly what the passage is Mm -hmm. saying. It's like, you got to believe right thoughts about yourself. You got to, you got to train yourself. You got to fight against the the culture because it's not helping you. And you got to resist the enemy who would love to ride in on the backs of those lies the lie is what gets in through the door, right? You believe it. You just said that yourself. We cooperate with this because the lie from the culture says this, and then the door opens and the enemy comes through with power, and all of a sudden you're a week later and you're trying to get out from underneath it. Mm-hmm. Don't let it happen. But yeah. turn to the Lord and say, I know what's true, 
and I'm resisting this thing. I'm going to demolish this argument, and I'm taking the thought captive, and I'm not going to put up with it. And if I do, I know I'm going to be in trouble, so I'm starting right now. When the, in the power of God, I'm not going to let that happen. Mm -hmm. And we develop this skill. Mm -hmm. And by developing it, you know, believe it or not, some people are under it for their whole lives, but most people come out of it. Mm -hmm. And like I said, at my age, you know, I, the place that I'm at, I hardly think about this. I see it in everybody else, but I don't struggle with this. Mm -hmm. because I know who I am and I know what the Lord says concerning me. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I look up in the mirror and think, <laughs> I had no idea I was this good oh looking. Oh my gosh. I'm going to, I want to pray for the young generation before we wrap up. Cause we're just at the end. So let me just take a second. I want to pray for those that are kind of under 30 in Canada, just around this issue. And then you can wrap it up for us. So Lord, we just ask you for those that are uh, ages zero, th you know, all the way up to the age of 30 that are in this challenging season. And if you're at home or if you've got kids at home right now that are in this age group, just lift them up. Lord, we ask you in Jesus' name that you would teach and train on how to demolish the arguments, how to take the thoughts captive. Lord, we ask you for the truth of who we are and how you feel about us to break in. Lord, rescue young people from the culture. Rescue young people from the enemy and set them right that they would think right thoughts and believe the things that you think are true concerning them in Jesus' name. Can I say one more thing? You can. <laughs> Sometimes there's like this phrase in my generation of like, they won the genetic lottery. Mm. And I always think of that and like, it's not just like luck that I ended up looking the way that I did mm -hmm. or like luck that she looks that way or he looks that it's way. No, no matter like how amazing they may look, but it's that the Lord actually like, made you that way on purpose you know and you can take it either like why the heck would the lord make me ugly mm -hmm. <laughs> or you can be like what does he see when he looks at me and mm -hmm. why did he make me this way right and like i want to see what you see not because like where in the bible does it say yeah the lord thinks you're ugly <laughs> like <laughs> nowhere exactly and so like next that, episode we're going to talk about that okay <laughs> But yeah, I just thought of that now. So cool. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for today. If you want more information on this topic and others, you can check out our website at sanctuaryhop.com. And on behalf of myself and my dad, thanks for listening to Shopcast.